There is a long-standing tradition at the college in Rome where I lived and studied, uh, at least on my floor, Second Convent. On Sunday mornings, somebody gets up very early and goes to the Cornetto shop to bring us back pastries. Before mass starts, we start to come out of our rooms at around seven o'clock, stumble into the break room, the restroom, the area that we congregated in, and had a coffee, espresso, and a cornetto. And the traditional seminarians, as they saw you in the hall on Easter Sunday, would shout out, Resurrexit sicut dixit. And you're supposed to reply, Resurrexit vere alleluia. All of the cool seminarians, which I wanted to be one, when they saw you would cry out, Christos anesti. And you're supposed to reply back, Alithos anesti alleluia. Foreign languages are not a specialty of mine, especially ancient ones like Latin and Biblical Greek. I struggled to remember enough of my Latin to think that I could come back and say, Deo gratias, thanks be to God. But every year I had to go back and Google it on my computer to find out what the proper response was, lest I embarrass myself. And true to form, in preparing this homily, I had to go and do the same thing. What we're saying is, Christ is risen. And the reply is, truly he is risen, alleluia. That is still something that you will hear throughout Europe as they greet each other on Easter Sunday. Christ is risen. Truly he is risen, alleluia. And in preparing for the homily, I spent some time praying with the readings, and it took me a while, about two days of praying on these readings, in fact, to realize something very striking about them. We do not meet the resurrected Christ in any of today's readings. We have to wait until tomorrow to encounter the risen Christ for the first time. In our first reading, we listen to one of the very first sermons, a sermon that Peter gave in the home of the pious Roman centurion Cornelius. It provides a neat summary of the essential gospel. Peter's preaching reaches out to embrace the Gentile world, previously considered unclean. God shows no partiality. His mercy, his love, and his forgiveness and salvation is available to everyone. In the second reading, Paul reminds his audience of the way in which even now, albeit in a hidden way, they have a share in the risen life of their Lord, keeping constantly in mind the thought of their sharing in his triumph over sin and death should light their present path with hope and joy. In the gospel, we hear of the anxiety of that morning of Resurrection Sunday 
and the anxiety that it brings to three of his closest disciples. Mary Magdalene, anxious to pray at the tomb of our Savior, rushes to the tomb early in the morning, before sunbreak. Her running and her plaintive cry, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him, speaks of the anguish of continuing love and loss. The inference is that some human agent, the gardener, the authorities, grave robbers, have taken, have worked his final indignity on the Lord. Even in death, his body is to have no peace, and so we are left with this tremendous sense of emptiness and loss. The emptiness and loss that she must have felt at that moment. At Mary's report, Peter and the other disciple likewise set out on a race of anxious love. By having the other disciple best Peter in this race and arrive first, the evangelist sets the scene for a very significant distinction concerning what is to be found in the tomb. Though he arrives first, the other disciple does not enter the tomb immediately. Instead, he bends down and sees linen cloth on the ground. Peter goes in and once inside sees something else besides. Inside the tomb, one can see not only the linen clothes in which Jesus' body was wrapped, but also the cloth, corresponding to what we would call a handkerchief that covered his face. This is rolled up neatly and set in a place by itself. What Peter deduces from this, we do not know. But when the disciple whom Jesus loved eventually enters the tomb and sees the complete picture regarding the grave clothes, the neatly rolled up face cloth functions for him as a sign, an indication that the absence of Jesus' body was not due to a human agent. Grave robbers, do not bother to fold up neatly clothing they leave behind, but to a majestic, divine resurrection of life, it does. As the gospel comments, the beloved disciple saw and he believed. He did not see the risen Jesus, as later Mary Magdalene, Peter, the other apostles, and eventually doubting Thomas would, but he saw enough to remember now the scriptural prophecy that the Messiah would rise from the dead. In this way, before all the others, he came to faith and to believe in the resurrection. I think that Peter may have been remembering the beloved disciple when he wrote in his epistle, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. I had other parts of a homily to go into, but I received two emails uh, 
from my parents. Uh, they each sent me a same link. And I was struck by it and how it speaks to Easter Sunday in our time of quarantine. And so I am going to read out their email. It's a poem, How the Virus Stole Easter, by Christy Bother, with a nod to Dr. Seuss. Twas late in 19 when the virus began, bringing chaos and fear to all people each land. People were sick, hospitals full, doctors overwhelmed, no one in school. As winter gave way to the promise of spring, the virus raged on, touching peasant and king. People hid in their homes from the enemy unseen. They YouTubed and Zoomed, social distanced and cleaned. April approached and churches were closed. There won't be an Easter, the world supposed. There won't be church services and egg hunts are out. No reason for new dresses when we can't go about. Holy Week started as bleak as the rest. The world was focused on masks and on test. Easter can't happen, it proclaimed. Online and at home, it just won't be the same. Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, the days came and went. The virus pressed on, it just would not relent. The world woke Sunday and nothing had changed. The virus still menaced, the people estranged. Poo-poo to the saints, the world was grumbling. They're finding out now that no Easter is coming. They're just waking up. We know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two. And then all the saints will cry boo-hoo. That noise, said the world, will be something to hear. So it paused and the world put a hand to its ear and it did hear a sound coming through all the skies. It started down low, and then it started to rise. But the sound wasn't depressed. Why, the sound was triumphant. It couldn't be so, but it grew with abundance. The world started around, popping its eyes. Then it shook. What it saw was a shocking surprise. Every saint in every nation, the tall and the small, was celebrating Jesus in spite of it all. It hadn't stopped Easter from coming, it came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. And the world with its life quite struck in quarantine stood puzzling and puzzling. Just how can it be? It came without bonnets. It came without bunnies. It came without egg hunts, cantatas, or money. Then the world thought of something it hadn't before. Maybe Easter, it thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Easter, perhaps, means a little bit more. And what happened then? Well, the story's not done. What will you do? Will you share with that one or two or more people needing hope in this night? Will you share the source of your light in this fight. The churches are empty, but so is the tomb, and Jesus is victorious over death, doom, and gloom. 
So this year at Easter, let this be our prayer. As the virus still rages all around everywhere, may the world see hope when it looks at God's people. May the world see the church is not a building or steeple. May the world find faith in Jesus' death and resurrection. May the world find joy in a time of dejection. May 2020 be known as the year of survival. But not only that, let it start a revival. Christos Anesti, Alithos Anesti, Alleluia.